0: Another video game movie? Uh. Hello and welcome to Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, mister uh- So Uh-oh. Sawbridge
1: is bringing you Lucky, episode 80. We had something planned, and it was similar to that, but... For that was some reason, it was better. It was Far like, better. Whenever I said it out loud, it became more comical. It was like uh Tim Allen and, and Home Improvement. <laughs>
0: I I I that is what that sounded like. I can't do
1: him as deep as like, that deepest voice. Yeah, because that did not sound that... No, it No, sounded closer uh, like it to the intro. Yeah. Anyway,
0: if you don't know who we are, we are Triangle Square a PlayStation podcast. You can find us every Monday in video format on YouTube. Uh, if you like what we're doing over there, uh, subscribe, hit the bell button, let you know what we're doing every Monday at least, and then we have more, like we most recently did, our Reader Mail episode. Uh, if you want to listen to us in audio format, Only you can find us on podcast services and apparently soon to be Spotify as they've opened the floodgates to their uh, podcast stuff. So that's cool. Super cool of them. You can listen on Android iPod Apple products in general whatever you have iPod just iPod. Yeah people still have iPods. That's a thing. Uh, Anyway you can find us over there. Just know you can use podcast addict and all those weird Android ones. If you listen to us on iTunes though, consider giving us a review, lets us know how we're doing, gets our numbers up there. And of course, we like to read them and see what you do and don't like about the show so that we can adjust as we feel is necessary. But ultimately it is our show and we like to keep it how we like, but we like to hear different ideas and different thoughts. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can do so at Triangle SQRZ. We do cool custom cases and giveaways. Though we've slowed down a little bit, go get back on that. Uh, you can find us on Patreon. Support us on there. Support the content that we're bringing, uh, and also get a custom case every quarter. Um, so actually sending those out to current patrons. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank we you have guys. a Patreon post where if you are listening to this and you haven't seen the post for some reason, and you know that you're a patron of the five dollar up tier. Uh, then you can go over there, see the list, and choose one, and we'll get it sent over to you. But with that being said, oh yeah, keep forgetting Facebook. You can find us on the oh, Facebook yeah. group. It's a tri- it's Triangle Square of Places Podcast uh, Facebook group. But with that said, Saul, what have you been playing? A lot of Destiny too,
1: but that's kind of unsurprising. Par for the course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So not not much in that department. Uh, thank you to our good friend, Richard. He, uh, I got my Vita in for winning the versus tournament. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. Uh, but I downloaded pretty much a lot of stuff that I have already downloaded before. Uh, I have like Final Fantasy 10, uh, Rogue Legacy, the Metal Gear Solid collection.
0: Um, I saw you mentioned Freedom Wars, uh, cause I thought about going back and playing the Metal Gear Solid collection on the Vita as well. Uh, even though I have some, I don't like that it doesn't include Peace Walker. Uh, I think that's just dumb. But more importantly, I thought about doing it just because I enjoy those games, but I saw that you said you didn't like the way that three felt. No, I didn't like No, no, no. It's not three. It's, it's, it's both of them. It's it's also oh, just in general so yeah, you didn't like a, the way that what is it because of the way that the bat analogues? touch
1: pad uh, the bat touch pad you have to use for a couple things Ooh. you have to swipe the screen in order to peek out of corners like when you're uh when you're up against a wall and you have a hallway next to you you have to swipe on the corner to uh, on the screen to, to peek around the corner that's weird so it's very disjointed but I'm playing through it today I started today uh so you know I may get used to it if I don't. Well, you know, I'll uninstall it again.
0: Whatever you've played the games before, yeah, I, you're you not know, missing out.
1: I, I I experienced them, but uh, other than that, we did. Uh, I did get to play and Brett played this as well. Uh, Forza, Forza Forza Horizon Four, fantastic racing game for all those that uh, that are interested in that. But I think that uh, with this being primarily a PlayStation podcast, or you know, a PlayStation podcast, that who you know.
0: knows? Uh, we're playing on our PC, yeah, uh, and Games Pass, so ten bucks can't wait for my other stick of ram to get in it's going to run even better the game's beautiful i'll give you that much it runs really well it's uh fast you know there's something that's good you know we talked about like uh with with consoles and moving forward how we'd like to see 60 frames per second come uh become a standard and you were you were across the board wanting 60 frames per second And i said that there's certain cases racing is one of those cases oh yeah there is a there is it's a genuinely better feel at 60 frames per second than at 30 for um, sure and it's because of the type of game it is. That's why I always say high action games like call of duty is a perfect example. And they always are 60 frames per second or very close because they know that they've got to feel that way. Call of duty has traditionally sacrificed resolution to make sure that they hit that 60 frames per second, because it matters more about the way the game feels than quite necessarily how it looks. Um, yeah, and, so, they, and,
1: and another game has done that recently too, where they kick the resolution down uh, to in order to get 60. But I'm pretty sure it was another. Was it Titanfall 2? Maybe I don't remember. It was maybe
0: similar. I don't know. Uh, you know, definitely now that they use uh, scalable resolutions, where it'll kind of go, it'll scale back when necessary to make sure they hit the 60. Yeah. So it could be anything. So anything else about it? Nope,
1: that's it. What about you?
0: I have been playing Vita as well. I've been playing uh, Time Spinner. I think I mentioned it last episode. Uh, Time Spinner is good so far. Uh, I'm I'm a little further in it. It's doing a lot with the time travel mechanics and the way that they go about uh, making you go into the future are really your present time also going into the past and uh, the way it kind of plays off of that is is interesting i'm still curious to see how it goes out further uh, but we will see as the game continues to go i'm rotating that out on vita with uh one more dungeon which was on sale uh this past week weekend who knows i don't know if it's already if it's still on sale or if it's off but it was six dollars and i had mild interest in it it's basically the funnest parts of minecraft to me which is going underground And then just fighting stuff. It's got a very similar art style. It's actually kind of a cool, it's like a first person, but everything's two dimensional, but flat. So when you move around it, it kind of spins with you. It's a very interesting looking game. Uh, And it's a, excuse me, it's a roguelike game. So you get a score for going through uh, every time. And that score continues to add up. And then at the beginning of everything, uh, you can use it to unlock new things that you can use as modifiers when you go in. That's pretty cool. Um so I like that. Sounds setup. like it has
1: a lot of replayability because of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you the levels change so like the it's always the same. It's it's like um what's the uh enter the gungeon where it's always the same as you're going through uh now it'll be it'll be randomly generated but it's the same general area Oh, okay yeah, uh, and saying. so you'll go through and it's like that layer always looks the same but it's randomly generated to be a little different yeah. then you go to the second layer and the second level looks a little different and the third layer and so such on it's um it's pretty interesting not quite that cool it doesn't have that good of bosses like uh, enter the gungeon does i wish that that was on vita still it kills yeah them. that's it's a, a perfect a, vita game it's a me. good game um I still may get that game in general. This is a fun game. If you ever just
1: save it until you get a Switch and just have it on Switch, play it handheld. It's fine on Switch. I have it on
0: Switch as well. Yeah, but I want to. I'd want to aim for the trophies, even oh, though yeah. I know that's probably an yeah, impossible game yet. to platinum. Yeah, you're not get the platinum for that. I could. I can lie to myself for a little bit. Well, anyway, I played that, uh, and then of course I have played. I think since last episode, I played more Farpoint. Uh, not Farpoint. guys on my mind for something totally different. Uh, Firewall Zero Hour. Uh, we're going to play later tonight. I don't know what you have plans on leaving or not, but uh, Destiny 2. Ryan and them were wanting to play. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. I think Richard's um, even hopping on with us. Okay. okay. I think. Well, uh, play your Destiny 2, you losers. Um, let's see. I, I know there's something else I've played. What was it? Oh, Crash Bandicoot with Kyrie. Uh, That's That's been good and fun. Uh, been beating levels, helping her. Uh, but she's doing mostly pretty well. And... Um, I don't think I've played anything else, so I'm going to leave it at that. Sure. That feels right. I still want to start Hollow Knight, but I'm just trying to wait until I can get through with Time Spinner. Yeah. so All oh, right, yeah, well, you need so to start I'll, it.
1: do you want to go ahead and hop into the drop? I sure do. So for those that don't know, the drop is this week's PlayStation releases across all systems. First up on the list, we have Call of Duty Black Ops 4 for PS4. We have Disgaea, Disgaea 1 Complete for PS4 evasion for psvr
0: whoa hold up what i thought this guy on one complete was coming to vita as well is it not maybe not this week i'm gonna look that up you go ahead okay uh we
1: have the exorcist uh the exorcist legion vr episodes 4 and 5 uh for playstation vr home sweet home for psvr mark of the ninja remastered for ps4 my memory of us for ps4 space hulk tactics for ps4 super blackjack battle 2 turbo the card warriors for ps4 And the last one on the list, we have WWE 2K19 for PS4. I feel like that was last week, too. So, I don't know what's going on there. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. What was that? Uh, WWE 2K19.
0: It was. Maybe it was one of those weird things where you get it early if you pay for it. That could be. I don't feel like that justifies it being on the drop twice. but I mean, maybe either. That's odd. It looks like it was only PS4. I don't know where in my mind I got that it was on there. Oh, it's Switch. That might be it. Yeah, it's on Switch. And that, PS4. That's probably it. Yeah, because in my mind, I think it's just also easy because in your like, all the Disgaea games have pretty much come to Vita. Like you know, three, four, I think five even came to Vita, didn't it? No, five came to Switch. Maybe that's just in my head. It goes to handheld. It's hand-held in my yeah. mind is.
1: Uh, I would be amazed if that was on Vita.
0: It's impossible. Okay, well, <laughs> well, according to NIS, uh, yeah. We got our answer so. clearly and concisely. Okay, well, that's cool. I mean, I, I'm actually kind of excited for Disgaea 1, but I really prefer those games on handhelds. I do, too. Um, that's where I started so them, and that's that, where
1: I got to play them. I can't and since play I don't normally
0: systems. aim for Platinums on those kind of games anyway, if I ever got a Switch, that might be where I played that one. Disgaea 1's a great game, though. I could just go back and play it on PSP Well, yeah, <laughs> and then, if then I'm you, not worried about trophies anyway. Then
1: you could play Disgaea 5 as well on, on Switch, so it kind of all fits in.
0: I don't know. Didn't
1: you like the Sky Five, or was that I know? Blaze I, I haven't it, played the Five
0: at all. Oh, the Sky Five is good. Yeah, no, I, I like three and four uh, a lot, but I don't exactly. know. What, I, think I think I like Blaze. four even more.
1: Blaze is the person I talked to. I think I liked it a lot, but I might be wrong there. Be yeah, Sean. Blaze picked it up. Okay,
0: yeah, Blaze did. Sure. So anyway, going to hop over into the news now. It looks yes, like. While we just got October's PS Plus games, it looks like a leak from PlayStation's site accidentally revealed next month's big titles. So, Yakuza, Kiwami, and Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition look to be headlining the month, with the PS3 and Vita titles still under wraps for now. Cool, this is good. Yeah, I like. Um, I
1: want it. I'm going to get Yakuza Zero, and I want to play through Yakuza the series, and it's all available on PS4 now. So, so,
0: since you're getting Kiwami for free, you can go ahead and hop on zero because yeah, I've been
1: advised to play uh zero first like I've been advised to play it in pretty much chronological order yeah yeah uh, where some people will say that it is smarter to play zero last um, I or, haven't after seen, I mean, or after three or I haven't two. heard much
0: about that but that's interesting because it does like you say chronologically it takes place before everything well, right
1: so people will use Star Wars as like an analogy kind of thing where, like where uh, you can watch the original trilogy and then watch um, the prequel trilogy and it'd be fine or you can watch them in order but if you watch them, uh, the way they came out, yeah. there's obvious hints about like what's going on beforehand. So like there's supposed to be stuff in Zero that counter correlates to the rest of the series that you wouldn't really know. Until that's you... more rewarding if you yeah. play it afterwards. I can so, see that. So <clears throat> it's, it, I mean, probably just little nods here and there, but that's it.
0: I mean, that's true of Birth by Sleep, too. And that's kind of why I tend not to tell people to play Birth by Sleep first for Kingdom Hearts. No, yeah. It's like it doesn't really make as much sense to you. And like it's crazy when you see who you see in the game.
1: Yeah, you play Kingdom <clears throat> Hearts in, in release order. Not quite, but close. No, I, I,
0: really close. Except you, you just take out recoded. Well, well, you can watch recoded these days. So I'd still advise just to watch it because it's not very long, and it's still definitely now that we know the Kingdom Hearts three is apparently using data Riku and the the data blocks that were corrupted. Now you gotta watch it. Who knows, it's The man. weakest Kingdom Hearts game there is. They're too. gonna do some weird stuff. I never even watched the video. I'm gonna go back and watch it just to see if it got better. Yeah, I beat the game. Yeah, so So that's why I didn't worry about it. You know, it's
1: not it's not the strongest or it's not a strong hearts game. Not at all.
0: Uh, I did I did rewatch the um, 358 over two. Yeah, that's a strong one uh, movie. Just because I I like that game anyway. The correlation between that and um, well, chain of memories.
1: I guess I don't want to go too far into it. But yeah, Yeah. it's storm's
0: cool cool, though. Uh, Did you ever play that on 360 or PS3? Didn't care. It's a weird. You know, it was all that epic style. I think wasn't it epic originally? Published it anyway? I thought it was Because it's very Gears of War looking, you know? Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I like the idea of it in the similar set, setup of Doom where it's more about how flashy and crazy your kills are. I just blanked. What but, was it? Bulletstorm. Yeah, Bulletstorm.
1: I just thought in Bullet. I couldn't remember what the rest of it was.
0: Well, give us that confirmation while I move on to the next thing, which is apparently after the rumors of a 100 gigabyte plus file uh, size for Call of Duty Black Ops 4, the PS Store page for the game has been updated. revealing It's actually 42.37 gigs for the standard edition and 44.41 gigs for the deluxe edition, despite what pictures show in the back of the box art stated. Saul, would you have any reason why you could think that there, that the box is calling for 100 gigs even though it doesn't require it? Do you think that this is one of those weird things where like when an operating system takes up more room than necessary is it, like, well, to plan for future updates? Well, to so
1: download a game on any place, on PlayStation right now, you have to have almost double the size free. Even if the game is 40, you still have to have something around 80 free you still won't download
0: well the download the download side is, is what this is coming off of from the PlayStation store so the physical disc picture though is what's calling for 100 gigs right so it's probably so, just
1: calling it's, it's just telling you to be more safe than sorry because you don't want to get home and have to delete these games if you didn't plan on it
0: maybe maybe There also
1: could be stuff like day one patches, too, that it's accounting for, especially a Blackout. Well, that's what I was thinking, too, or
0: even accounting for first month uh, free content and stuff, being like, hey, just prep up, because by the time this game's said and done, it's going to be around 100 gigs. Because if you think about it, by the time that Black Ops 3 was done and Infinite Warfare, they both uh, neared 100 or broke 100 gigs when they had all the DLC. Yeah. So I could see it being true here,
1: but... 20 gigs I guess is a lot but I'm pretty sure Grand Theft Auto 5 on my system is like 80 gigs it's ridiculous yeah
0: apparently if you have everything for Grand Theft Auto 5 it breaks 100 or, or it goes very close to Destiny 100 Destiny
1: is also massive but not quite as massive I think it's 50 or 60
0: yeah Destiny 1 was, was that's, that's really about. big yeah,
1: yeah I don't know how big Destiny 2 is I'm me either but, but Destiny 1 was
0: massive yeah. I couldn't believe it so uh, you so, guys better free up that space <clears throat> next up jrpg fans who like dual audio tracks and this is good for liam uh can rejoice as god eater 3 has been revealed to include both english and japanese voiceovers in its western release sometime in 2019 i don't know if he has any interest in god eater but uh, i know he likes the idea of dual audio tracks uh capitalizing on the seemingly growing interest in kingdom hearts 3 and this is super weird square enix have announced kingdom hearts the story so far an inclusive collection consisting of the titles from both 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix and 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue in one package for forty dollars, coming October thirtieth. The forty dollars price point is bu- cool. It's
1: like a, it's a very good package for the price because I, you can still like right now if you go to GameStop at least the they're thirty bucks each or something it's like that? forty dollars for um, 2.8 alone, brand new, brand new. Oh, okay. Um, well, then there
0: you go. Yeah, it's so, totally worth the money for that. Yeah. Now, Here's the weird side of you this: you basically get the collections for free. Every time that they go and release these collections, I have to sit there and really seriously wonder what is going on with this still not coming to Xbox, and it it really does lead me to believe that there is some kind of deal that's been put in place. Which I thought it was very weird with ten, and I thought it was very weird with the, well the ten and ten two HD remaster. I thought it was weird with the twelve, even though twelve came to PC day one uh, alongside it, but it was still console exclusive to PlayStation. Yeah. But now, twelve and ten are both coming to Xbox. We know that. Which is crazy because Switch is going to get them first. So, even with that being said, though, why do we still have no word on Kingdom Hearts coming out for Xbox, Xbox. prior to Kingdom Hearts 3?
1: Yeah, I wonder if there's been something that has been announced since, since we last talked about it. Because I don't really know um,
0: Well, look, why. Here, it, because of the fact that 2.8 even came out as an exclusive... Uh, considering it was all new games as well, or what I'm saying is all new games that hadn't been previously remastered, whereas 1.5 and 2.5 were remastered on PS3, and then all they did was got moved up to PS4. That's not as crazy, but whenever 2.8 came and included a brand new game, and then that brand new game... And a movie, too. Yeah, that's also important to what's going on. It's one of those weird things where it's like, I don't understand what's going on. Now, I think you're looking up the thing where Tetsuya said that currently it's not in there, like, they're not working on anything. right. Um, but it's just a weird move. Definitely now, because you want to look and go, well, Sony is apparently either has the longest exclusivity contract in the world with them, or Square, or something's going on where they're like talking to Square about something. And it really leads you to wonder what exactly is going on. The main reason being is that I feel like it can't be that Xbox isn't pushing for it. Because Xbox pushed to get Kingdom Hearts on their showcase for E3. But if they were wanting to push that hard to get Kingdom Hearts 3 on their showcase for the largest conference in video gaming, why would they also not try and be like, okay, now we got to follow that up with getting the, collection the actual collections over to the yeah. system so that people can play them before it the game?
1: It doesn't make a lot of sense if you've always been an Xbox gamer uh, and you want to experience Kingdom Hearts because you're not going to know anything that is going on.
0: And, and again, that's assuming that the game, I have a hard time believing that the game can easily set you up. Well, it's been
1: confirmed that there's a movie in, in the beginning of sure, March 3rd sure. that catches you up, but still, there's there are so many there's so many threads of story in that game or in those series, I should say, uh, that series, excuse me, but. Um, Uh, yeah there's so many questions that can be left unanswered
0: yeah that's still just a weird move but we will see if it ever comes out I just think it's going to be weirdest if it ends up coming out to Xbox after the release of Kingdom Hearts 3 because that's going to be pointless yeah it's not going to be pointless but it's going to be it's going to be a lost cause it's not capitalizing on it when it's important no you know so that's just one of those odd statements but Red Dead Redemption 2's early access PS4 content has been detailed on the PS blog PS4 players can gain access to the Grizzlies Outlaw outfit in the story and at the online modes launch. <clears throat> and a red chestnut Arabian horse alligator skin, ranch ca- uh, cutter saddle and high roller double action revolver all at the launch of red dead online. So these will be uh, available on PS four 30 days in advance of Xbox. Um, since those are the only two consoles are the only two systems in general, that this is coming out on platforms. Uh, bandai Namco have revealed a collector's edition for ace combat seven that is currently announced only for Europe, of course, because they get all the really weird, cool ones. Um, So, sorry, Ryan. You can't do anything cool about it. But it comes with a die-cast metal figurine of the Arsenal Bird, an art book, a metal pen, embroidered patches, along with the game and its season pass. Uh, So, if you're in the European territories and you like uh, the game, go check it out. Uh, I don't remember seeing a price, but it wouldn't mean much to me anyway. I don't understand the currency over there. Uh, Stirring more pot starting more pot starting more to the pot and the mysterious nature of ps4 6.0 firmware release developers are claiming to be preparing for psn name changes and it sounds an awful lot like what we heard rumored uh last year Uh, but we'll get into that in a second it sounds like it will be a change that works on your system itself and current future multiplayer games but older games would be time consuming to retroactively fix to show the updated name so they would likely skip this um So this is currently rumor. That's the first thing to get out of here. There's no telling if this is true, but it seems like there's enough writing on the wall to go that this makes sense, that this is something that's been going on. It is interesting to me that it's so close to what the, what the rumor was over a year ago. It was before PSX last year that they were, they were even rumoring about having it set up to where it's a nickname. That's basically an added layer uh, on top that, they pr- basically program everything moving forward to look to. But, of course, like that, like we said, the flip side of that is, regardless of what your name is now, even if the system shows it to you as what the thing's supposed to be, and Party Chat looks for the nickname, and when you're going through and searching for people, it searches for the nickname. Uh, even if you have all that going on, going back to old multiplayer games that are coded to go into and look at the original PSN ID that everything's tied yeah, to... it'll
1: still probably be the original.
0: <clears throat> that's a really interesting way to go about doing it. Uh, and it's still... It it means to me that it looks like they're trying to do a fix for PSN to where they don't have to abandon PSN going into PS5 and relaunch with a new one, uh, which makes a lot of sense. And I, I've always said, even though I think it would be probably... It would help them in a lot of areas to potentially do that from a getting things set up. It would hurt them in a business standpoint yeah. to have to do that. Uh, and, of course, you'd run the risk of shutting PSN down for PS4 and PS3 users, which are still going to be around. Uh, definitely PS4 users. So... It's a weird setup, uh, but I do think that we are on the the cusp of seeing something about it and that regardless of whether they're having a PSX or not, uh, we probably are looking at name changes this year. So, I mean, I don't know where they'd announce it. It looks to me like what their current thing would be is it wouldn't be a big announcement on the stage. It would just be a PS blog update. Yeah. They would just come in and go, Hey, guys, uh, uh, Sid with the people. Uh, Just want to let you know you can change your names today. That'd be funny. I mean it's weird, because at this point, it's been going on so long that it's probably better not to give it that much attention anyway, and just do it like passively. Yeah, like just oh, hey, flip a switch. Casually, hey, here we are. So, change your names. Yeah. So uh... not going to make a big deal out of it. You go do it now, since you've been wanting to do it. <clears throat> I, st- I still think it would be a good PR move for them. They're still going to have to dodge the fact that it's not going to be perfect, since old games are not going to be able to utilize it. I mean, yeah, but I
1: don't think it's a big <clears throat> deal if it's not. Like, I would imagine like, your that. Your name shows, like, big deal. Sure. It's not green, game breaking, system breaking.
0: Absolutely. And I think that even games that have been out for a long time that people still play, I think most Call of Duty games would probably go in and fix it uh, because it's worth it. Yeah. At that point. Yeah, the popular games will It be would fixed. be dead games that are not going to be affected yeah. by it. So, Or games that have a lower player base. There's and no reason to go in and do it. I, I believe that. So, Right. Uh, despite the team responsible for the game being closed, with some devs dispersed into other sections of Codemasters, OnRush is set to receive its promise-free update adding four new tracks to the game. This is good to see. Codemasters, whenever they shut them down, said that they were going to go ahead and support what their original post-launch content uh, plans were, uh, and they just moved a small group of people into working on them, even though the developer itself no longer exists. Um, So the game has been... Uh, Half off since the initially low sales for the game with Codemasters trying to recoup as much as possible. Uh, I've pretty much seen it half off perpetually. Uh, They're doing everything they can. I mean, they've added it to Games Pass. Um, They're doing everything they can to get this into people's hands. Games Pass. Yep, on Xbox. Um, now, of course, I didn't, but I'm just saying really? it goes to show you that that's how they're doing it. I don't yeah. think it's on PC that way, but if you have an Xbox console, you can just get it on Games Pass. They just want the game in as much hands as possible to try and make up and, and get the as much money as possible to make up what they gave into it. Uh, it sucks. That game was really well uh, designed or really well What should I say? It's optimized. It ran at a beautiful frame rate. It looked really good. It just wasn't what people were wanting. And that's an unfortunate thing. It was a thing where the developers knew what they wanted and they did something that was really truly unique, but it just wasn't what the people who were going to support them wanted. And that's sad, but I mean, it happens. So here we are. We'll save this one since we're going to use it to kind of, uh, go into the topic but for now farpoint has been revealed to be the best-selling psvr required game in the u.s since the vr launch now that's important obviously because it's requiring not just supporting i think resident evil 7 obviously would be above that because it supports it Uh, but as a psvr exclusive title that's pretty impressive and i do think a lot of people look to farpoint it did a lot of things early on that you're still seeing uh, um in games now firewalls obviously been affected by this and the way that it dealt with uh comfort controls uh, and that was a big deal is that going into the firewall i didn't even have my normally like five to ten minutes of uncomfort that i normally get it's only made me feel slightly weird once it gave me that weird stomach pit when i was can't remember what why i was doing it but oh it was just a weird thing i was running upstairs in the game and i decided that there was it was stairs in a corner right at the top of the stairs and i was like oh wait I need to crouch and I forgot that you could just, i didn't, or at the time I didn't even know that you can hit circle oh, but uh, you to crouch. I crouched physically because that's how, how it also works. And I was still moving up the stairs, but I was moving my body down and that got me. Yeah. But outside of that, the game's been very comfortable. So <clears throat> with that said, I think it's cool. And congratulations to the developers for Farpoint. I can't remember the name of them. Uh, But I hope we see another one. I think that it set a good foundation and they could definitely make a cool sequel. Uh, Even if they decide to hold off until making a Farpoint sequel or whatever they're going to do with that, whoever that team is, even if it means that we have to wait until we get the PSVR 2 with the PS5 or however that ends up working out, I still think that they obviously deserve another chance. And they may be able to do that. Who knows? They may be looking at them to think about how to keep the technology moving forward in a way that can be price conscious on a console uh, and letting them kind of give the feedback on how to do that. Because I do truly believe that we're going to see the end of the PS move. um, Style of tracking. Uh, Now that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be able to use that gun. The gun is tracked pretty well though. The drifting issues are still their own thing. So regardless of how they choose to go about tracking, I do think it becomes multi-camera uh, yeah,
1: and it needs to be. It needs to be I, to I keep up with the uh, the hive and um the hive, the Vive and uh, the uh, Oculus Rift.
0: Well, yeah, and essentially, if you think about it, uh, the Vive and the Oculus Rift both use dual point cameras that look at you and then track you in 3D by being able to actually look at where you are uh, through two different dimensions. Now, when you look at that, those the Oculus Rift is like what six hundred bucks, six fifty when it came out. It may it may have price dropped now, uh, right. but that's what the technology cost in twenty what 1415 when it came out 15 I think so if you think about how it's going to go forward they'd be able to hold that same $400 VR price point and bring you similar technology behind it now and i think that makes a lot of sense and it i can't see a reason for them to go with the move again at the time if it would have been for oh, move tracking Okay, 2016. Still, gives us the basic idea of I, I feel like that technology by the time that they're ready for a VR2 will be consumer-price-friendly like enough that we obviously get that, and then we all benefit from it on the console side, even if technically at that point VR on PlayStation will still be technically generationally behind whatever comes next from uh, Rift and Vive, but it doesn't matter because it's going to be as good as Rift and Vive are now with the games that PlayStation has been able to secure, that the, rif- the that the... Vive and Rift have not quite been able to get or yeah. they get later. Um, so obviously PlayStation's had a stranglehold on games and the fact of ease of use with hooking it up with a console, that's going to continue. I can't see PlayStation seeding the ground as top of the VR. That's why I truly believe there's a second VR coming. They are the top of the market right now. Why yeah. why seed that? That's true. It's, that it's, it's true. different. Seeding the handheld market when they've tried already and they've tried twice and neither time did they beat Nintendo, they have gave it the real a real try, you know? So this particular case, they gave it a try and are doing well. Uh, Last thing before we go into the main topic, one due to tweets from Anthem's executive producer, we know a few more things about the game. First of all, it will not have PVP at launch. Its raids will launch with matchmaking, which is interesting because even Destiny 2 didn't match launch with matchmaking. Nope, it came front. at the
1: uh, beginning of year one, if I remember correctly. Yep. Or the beginning of the end of year one. Yeah,
0: and then that was even one of those things where it was basically because they had a lot of people asking for it because they didn't want to raid by themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and supposedly it works really good. It just can take a while to get matchmade. Sure. Trading will not be possible in the game, and loot drops will be geared towards the, dra- the javelin that you are currently using, though there will be a chance... For drops that are useful in other javelins i like that idea a lot <clears throat> because it means that while you're playing on a specific character and since the fact that they're going with javelins being more akin to the warframe idea where you change your outfit and that changes your playstyle, instead of you having to log out and change or you know log out of that one character and go and switch to a whole new character i like that because it means that when you're playing you may end up getting a drop that for some reason is just great for this other javelin that you have but for the most part If you're trying to up that javelin, you're only getting stuff for him. Excuse me. Which feels very in line with what Destiny was doing. You normally got drops and stuff that was useful for the class that you were in, but you'd occasionally get something that was for, like a a warlock, even if you were a Titan. I and it was frustrating every time. Yeah. So, I mean, but since it's not frustrating in this sense because you can go ahead and use it on the other one anyway, it doesn't matter. That's if
1: you you have another one, though.
0: Another javelin in this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think from what they again I think about what Warframe's doing and I imagine it's going to be somewhat definitely since Anthem is going to be paid for I think that you probably have the ability to have at least three starting Javelins Excuse me. if yeah. not all Javelins at launch you may have all four well I'm just saying your preference so like you, you could
1: technically have all three Destiny characters at, at start sure but they're them. just they're, in, they're but they're but then, characters. yeah. If, if I don't ever play as a Hunter and I get an exotic drop that's a Hunter's exotic drop I'm going to be pretty mad that that wasn't for
0: that's me It's a good point that's a good point Definitely, considering that you can't trade, I wonder if they'd ever... Well, can you sell in Destiny? No. I don't even think about it. No. You just disassemble, right? You could disassemble to
1: get... uh, uh well, Currency guess, that, yeah. Well, yeah, you get currency, you get uh, planetary materials, you get masterwork cores now, or you, oh, you yeah. sometimes yeah, you yeah. get masterwork
0: cores. Well, I don't know. That, that looks pretty interesting. So this is more, you know, I, I like them and I play them, but... Uh, as we're calling him what the 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 loot shooter the looter shooter the looter shooter So I mean what is your take on how all this is going to go forward I think it's fine I don't think
1: PVP like I'm not super into PVP and Destiny 2 like I'll play it I'll do it every week to get the weekly stuff done but you know Destiny 2 me and Brett said this before the show like the Destiny
0: 2 go launch without Crucible and I would have been fine And I think um, most people honestly would have yeah. uh, at the launch of the game everybody was trying to get into the meat of the game But what I was also telling Saul right before we started when we saw this was I think this lends a lot of credence to what they have said over and over again, which is that they are focusing on making a game uh, because of Destiny 2. So we actually kind of have Destiny 2 to thank for this because of the backlash Destiny 2 got for not being as story centric as they were hoping for. And then, of course, we can thank Mass Effect where they were like, okay, we've got to make sure that we're pulling together a good narrative. It does look like they're giving all the signs that they are working as hard as they can to make sure that the story and the single-player PvE experience makes the most sense and does a really good job. And if they are and it launches in the state that they continuously act like it's going to launch in, it could, we're, we're in really good shape. Yeah. yeah. And be. I'm still excited for the game. I mean, I, I like third-person shooters, and I think that the game has a lot of unique ideas. I like the ability of just flying around your – whatever you want to call it, your exosuit or whatever. Uh, your javelin. But, yeah, I mean – that's what, I thought. That's what they were. That's what they are. But I mean, still, I like the idea of being able to fly that around in open space, and even utilizing that in boss fights and stuff, as we've seen, uh, or you know, bigger enemy fights. The game looks cool. I mean, are you are you day one still?
1: Yeah, I'm still day one. That's that. That's I'm not. I'm getting that over anything else on February twenty second. Granted, everything's going to launch on that day.
0: I'm probably going to get Days Gone alongside it, just because. Uh, I don't think I'll buy Days Gone. We'll see. We'll see.
1: I'll probably borrow from you. Or who, or somebody else.
0: I know that I'm going to buy it because I just want to support Bend, even though I don't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't if they have if they had let me down ever before, but they just had. Well, no, I don't. So
1: I don't like if it's a if it's a product that I'm iffy about. But I like if I had an affinity towards the company I'm going to buy it
0: strictly to support
1: the company. If I if I'm iffy about the product,
0: I mean I get I get your point, and Normally I wouldn't either, but I do have mild loyalty, and I'm like, well, this is a weird step for them, and I really hope that it works out in their favor. And I just. I'm also of the mindset of I have the disposable income mildly at least to be able to do that. And I know that I'll, I'll probably likely enjoy the game even mildly. It's basically what I'm doing with Red Dead. I don't know that I'm going to like Red Dead. I'm still iffy on it, but I'm going to go ahead and pick it up. Not even, and that's not even to support the company. Well, just, I was going to say that's That's also, that. yeah, but it's all it's basically, even with Days Gone, it is to support the company, but it's also because I see myself having the potential to mildly enjoy it, even though I don't know if I'll, if I'll love it. Yeah. And even if that means I play it for five hours and put it down and go, yeah, it wasn't for me, it's exactly what might happen with Red Dead, but I do have enough of an interest built in the back of my mind to go, it's worth picking it up, and then the upside is, is it does, in Days Gone's case, does support a developer that I've traditionally liked all their games. Yeah. So. so, but I guess I shouldn't say that it's doing it to support the, co- the company as much as I'm saying that I'm doing it because the company's never done me wrong to the point where even if I'm not qu- quite sold on the game, the co- I believe in the company enough that the game should be good just because of the, you know, yeah, history, I, the, I, the pedigree of the, of yeah, the I got developer. You. It makes sense. So, but yeah, that is better wording. So, thank you for that. All right, last thing and what we're going to use to move in. I guess before that, we will go into reader mail. You we want sure to sound good? Yeah, okay.
1: so for those that don't know, every Wednesday and Friday, we post a tweet on Twitter over there at TriangleSQRD where we ask you guys to ask us questions. And every episode, we answer two from Twitter, one from Facebook, and uh, for a total of three. And then we, we did change it in case you haven't noticed. I got it right this time. But uh, we uh, we put the rest of them in a reader mail and uh, a reader mail document, and then we answer all uh, of those the very first Friday of every month. In case you haven't realized, you can catch uh, the September reader mail this month. Um,
0: it's live now. Li-
1: yeah, yeah, live now. September for li- the reader mail said for last month of September. Uh, but beautifully spoken, Saul. Since we have no Facebook questions, we will be doing three from Twitter this uh, this go around. Yeah, I forgot on Facebook. I apologize, guys. Yeah, I've he, had a rough week. He had a week like I did last week. <laughs> I've had forgot? a rough two weeks to be honest, so yeah.
0: I've just been rolling with the punches.
1: So we have Vincent. He says, What sequels would you like to see? But no, they would never happen. Mine is Legend of Dragoon. Mm. I have to agree with Legend of Dragoon because I know that'll never happen. I know a remaster that will probably never happen either.
0: Legend is an obviously good answer. I mean, just truly. Um I don't know that I'm I'm still of the mindset that it'll never happen. They get asked about it a lot. Yeah, but even if it's a remake, to be honest, I would consider that enough that I guess it's technically not a sequel, but it is coming back to an idea of a game just to see how people do it. If they remake it and flesh a little bit of the stuff out by nature of how much more games can do now, similar to what they're doing with Final Fantasy seven, if they do it and it's got the right guidance behind it, I'm totally down for that. I don't know,
1: though. That's good. That'd be interesting to see because I wouldn't think they would ever do that. I don't think that we'll ever see that game well, in any capacity. Part of the again.
0: reason I also think is that Shuhei specifically mentions that he loves the game, uh, and, you know, he is somewhat responsible. So I think if they get a team, I could see it being one of those things where maybe Sony doesn't push for it themselves, but if they ever got a team in, in Japan studio that just came up and was like, hey, we love that game, here's our idea for remaking the game, that she would probably be like, let's go take it and see if we can get it approved. That doesn't mean that it would get approved, but – I I don't know. It's one of those weird things where they sit on a lot of IP. A lot of IP. Some of it makes sense that they don't use anymore to an extent because you look and you're like, well, there's just not a lot of that in the current gaming landscape. But JRPGs have made a massive comeback this generation. And I think when you constantly have a good market for it as well as people asking you for it, the potential for it to happen does increase, whether it's just overwhelming. So... Yeah. I I think it's a good one. I think... uh, I wonder. Do you think that the wording implies that it needs to be a single game release? What would you What would you say? Well, sequels like sequels. Se- okay, so that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, Sly Five, and I specifically mean Sly Five, not a reboot, not anything else, because Sly Four left at such a point that I'm like, I need to know what happens, but the game did not sell well enough to ever warrant another one being made. But even with that game not performing well. They are apparently moving forward with with the Sly Cooper TV show, so, which may it never come to fru- fruition. Yeah. But my point being is that they sit on stuff for the longest time, and then they utilize it in the weirdest of ways. Like I think that um, Ratchet and Clank, yeah, the movie being a game make total sense yeah being a movie being a movie definitely when the movie and the game are the same story exactly and so it's like why would you not just play the obviously better game exactly uh yeah. and, and get the same story and even have literally pieces of the animated movie spliced into the game it's a weird step it's
1: very contrasting for the little bit i played of it
0: trying to think of another one that may that may get there because my longest time say horizon one, 2 well but it'll get made i don't know well, Didn't he say that? you don't think it would it says get a
1: sequel I like to see that you that they would never happen but you, okay, but you know right. that
0: they'll never happen um i if you would have asked me this prior to near automata being announced i would have said near i would have never in a million years thought that that game would have gotten a sequel and it's not a direct sequel but it is a sequel uh and that's a good answer for it um gravity rush 3 oh yeah gravity rush 2 is a very unlikely to be a sequel i would actually like that a lot that's a good answer so thank you for that yeah I, did you play gravity rush 2 no I did, want to. I still will one day. I I have it. You can borrow it. I have
1: no time right now to play that game. Well, yeah, but I think you can borrow it
0: whenever you want to. I've
1: actually thought about going back through and playing Gravity Rush 1 on Vita. Oh, um, yeah, it's fun. But for some reason, it's not my downloads list, which is scary. Yeah, I don't know what, what what's going on there. Did you get it as a free PS Plus title? It was, it was, it was a free PS Plus title for like two years. Right? Yeah, it and, was. And, it and, was. I got it and I downloaded it, and I, uh, did, I never beat it, but I got far enough into the game that I got... Probably six hours in. I think it's only like, what, probably 14 hours, 16 hours? Maybe, story.
0: maybe. So. second, the, the most recent time I've played it, I didn't do a lot of the extra stuff because I was it's like, I want to play the story. So I honestly, I have a very odd feel of what it actually was, but I love that game. It's very good.
1: As weird as it is, it is, some people say Skyrim, like they want a Skyrim sequel. They don't want Elder Scrolls 6, they want a Skyrim sequel. I don't think that should ever happen.
0: I can't imagine that being a good answer nope. in my mind because I've got all the Skyrim I needed. A sequel would take place in Skyrim again. How are you going to change the landscape enough to make it fun?
1: Yeah, like you, would, you wouldn't You would unless it was like years in the future. In well, the, you could
0: say 100 years in the future, but it's, it's still going to probably be the same mountains in the same spot. Now, the cities may change, you know, but. Well, what game What game was it that did
1: that where it was it was in the future, but
0: it was drastically different?
1: I can't remember if I, if I think about it, I'll come back to it.
0: Yeah, was it an RPG? Yeah, it was really? an RPG
1: where you could. Uh, it was a. Re, it was almost like a reboot remaster situation, if I remember correctly, but it wasn't, and it looked like it was supposed to be, but it wasn't. Uh, was it?
0: Man, you have me like super curious about that now. I don't remember. I what hope is. you figure it out so that you can tell me, just so my curiosity. Yeah, that, will. yeah. There, will there's there is a
1: part in it that's like. It's so drastically different, but it feels familiar in the game that it shouldn't be there. Or you shouldn't be having to do this. But I, if I think of it, I'll definitely say it. So it's more of like an Easter
0: egg capacity?
1: No, no, no. It's just it doesn't feel right. It'd be like Skyrim too. You it wouldn't feel right playing the game. It'd probably be fun, but it wouldn't feel natural.
0: Yeah, I just think that the obvious way to go is to Elder Scrolls Six. Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. Go to a new place and then of course you get the ability to go back to Skyrim and Elder Scrolls online and then do whatever you want to do in Elder Scrolls. Yeah, because you can and actually Skyrim go back on, to... Yeah, there's a different story. Yeah.
1: You can go back to, uh, like, uh, <clears throat> Shaden Hall and stuff as a town in, in, in Skyrim, if I remember, or in Elder Scrolls Online if i remember correctly. I know you go to other big towns like Bruma from Oblivion. Yeah, yeah. But uh, next up, we have our good friend, Sean, uh, Neo. He says, as it's Halloween at the end of the month, I will ask, what is your favorite scary movie and game? So, for movie, I can't, like, I guess do movie then game, yeah. I can't answer movie. I will say that off the top of my head, one that comes out is the ritual that was it's on Netflix. I think it was made by Netflix uh, really good at like cult style demonic style uh, horror movie uh, but it's so fresh on me for like I watched it like a couple months ago that I really enjoyed it. but Hell House LLC is also
0: really really good it's a weird question because I, I don't watch a lot of movies and pretty much anybody who knows me personally knows that.
1: but I watch too many horror <sighs> movies like that's my problem is that I have too many
0: nothing so I don't I can't ever remove remember a movie that honestly scared me that's one of those weird things like not not since I've been an adult you know what I mean really not even since I've been you need to watch hell house LLC went
1: up Something. The, the
0: only thing that ever scared me and I, even as a kid the only thing it was and it's such a dumb movie to answer this to but it just truly was James I was John like Peach. four no, uh, I was like four or five. We lived you. here at the time, and I was, my bedroom was right over here where Kyrie's is. And I ran from that bedroom through the bathroom into my parents' room at the time um, and jumped in their bed because I woke up to go pee in the middle of the night um, when I was like four or five. Um, and whenever I was in the bathroom, there's a window that I've since covered up whenever I remodeled the bathroom. Is this why? And no, no, no. Uh, it's just for space reasons because that bathroom's tiny. Um, anyway, so that window, though, I had watched the, the, the day before I fell asleep, we had watched Ernest Halloween. And you, you. Remember the, you remember the weird troll thing from yeah, Ernest dude. Halloween? Yeah. I swear to, I saw it in the window, and it terrified me. And that's like the only movie that ever got to me that way. And it did. what was weird is that it didn't scare me when watching the movie. It scared me when I woke up, went pee, and thought oh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, because of thing's not supposed to be in your side. <clears throat> well, it's I, I think even then my mind was like, well, this isn't supposed to be real. But then when I saw it, I am like, it is real. Yeah. Um, so, Ernest Halloween is a is serious <laughs> movie. Okay. Sure. But we'll, so, we'll, we'll, we'll roll through with that. I would say that my thing is I tend to like movies that are psychological thrillers or uh, stuff like I really like the first Saw movie because it's weird and unsettling. But I'll go also, I, I like The Strangers a lot. The Strangers a was, a, was an interesting take on trying to do that where it's not trying to be scary. It's trying to be unsettling and you, it succeeds in a couple of key places. You would like It Follows. Probably that's i really I've actually heard movie. somebody else tell me about that when I brought up the stranger. It's a. Super so I almost concept. wonder if it's if it's not. It's the not same really a thing. similar
1: movie at all, but it's it's a very similar build-up a, of a kind yeah, of movie. Yeah. Um, as far <clears throat> as scary game goes, I'm gonna have to say uh, Alien Isolation. Like, couldn't play it past a certain point because not only did it get a little frustrating because of my patience, but like it just it gave me bad anxiety. The sound direction of that game was really good, and then of course Alien is a as a creature, you know, is a really well made alien like design. So that I think, or uh, oh. <clears throat> Resident Evil Seven in VR was pretty terrifying.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to go through. It was either going to be <clears throat> three options, realistically. What I probably got, what got me the most for some weird reason, Dead Space Two. I think I've told the story in the podcast before, where I was playing Dead Space Two with the surround sound all the way up and they actually had my speaker set up right uh, in this bedroom whenever I was playing it and it was nighttime because I always played those games at night time because I wanted to try and get as far as I could into them uh, like with that because they are decidedly more creepy and atmospheric uh, but there's yeah. a part where the i've talked about before i know i've told you this at least before with the kangaroo little things in yeah. dead space Two, where they have like you see the shadows but you can't see them and then they run super quick at you and it was just something about like the right space right time and i turned around and i saw it running at me when i didn't know where it was and i was trying to run away and it just got me i was like ah! <laughs> like something happened the to me. only time i have Don't ever like audibly that. shrieked and it, it i was like i feel like a wimp um but other than that, I think if I have to go through a game that prior to Resident Evil 7 in VR gave me the most, like, wow, this is tense. Uh, Outlast. Uh, That's I, a good one, too. And yeah. I played Outlast with my uh, 7.1 surround sound headphones that I had that, oh, man, they blew me away. I was, I could not believe it. But then Resident Evil 7 definitely overtook it, man. Because there's the the thing about VR is that it gives you that three-dimensional sound, but then it also puts stuff in your face. And I mean... It's not even that the game is inherently scary if you were watching it on a screen. I mean it's got moments, but it's when you're right there in it everything was kind of getting me. Whenever it's the same as, as me like early alien. on whenever she stabs you in the hand. Yeah. Dude, I I remember when she swung at me, I raised my hand up. I like, oh yeah it's, and then when she
1: stabbed it i was like ah it's the same as alien it does a really <sighs> good job of putting you in its environment
0: yeah it does it's just and that's why i say that i like the idea of vr so much and that was one of the reasons i was so bummed that at, since it came after vr that we didn't see that with outlast 2 because i was like outlast was so tense that i would like to experience the idea behind outlast uh with with vr so
1: man our last question is uh our good boy Loki Fenrir, he says, Do you think a third-party and or indie-focused PSX this year could have worked? Absolutely. I think that it would have been fun.
0: I feel like that that's basically what we answered uh, last last week's episode. But yeah, I mean... No, well, we were talking about
1: our poll, which is uh, was something similar, well, but indie No, focus.
0: sure. and I, But that's what I was saying is that regardless of what it was, I think that even if Sony would have just had a PSX and not worried about showing any of their first-party stuff, it would have been a cool thing for them to just bring out and get people together. Now, now, I think it would have worked and it would have been good for PR. People would have enjoyed it. Does that mean that it would have been the best use of their money and their time and their energy? Maybe not. And as, as bad as it is to have to think about that, and because, and I mean, I really seriously was disappointed that my planned vacation for a year was just kind of destroyed. Uh, I do genuinely start to understand it when I start to think about the fact that this just, like we said, signals PS5 that much closer. And my excitement for the next generation of consoles beats out the fact that my vacation's ruined. (laughs) But I still think it could have worked, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, the most fun I ever have at PSX is in the indie section, so I would have been okay with that. But of course, you have to have big third parties there.
1: I feel like there is a a con, too, for indies that is very popular and very successful, but I can't think of what it is. Um, I know it's not Retro Palooza because that's a uh, like the retro game style. Yeah, uh,
0: con. Um, I mean, I'm sure Indies do pretty well at PAX. You know, um, and PAX is PAX goes across the country more or less.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say there's probably not because that's not even popping up. I don't know. Uh, But anyways, Brett, why don't you lead us into the main topic of the show?
0: Okay, so the topic stems from uh, Capcom and their ever so crazy ideas, but hot off Mega Man 11, Capcom reveal plans for the blue bomber to be adapted into a live action movie. uh, Like they appear to do with every single thing that they own. Uh, We got Resident Evil uh, turned into its own weird movie series that has nothing to do with the games uh then we got the announcement earlier this year that uh hot off the success of monster hunter that they want to make a monster hunter live action movie and then now we're capping it all off with capcom wanting to make mega man now what's weird about it is that monster hunter didn't get any kind of announcement until uh it until it, weird, until it right? was popular, yeah. Monster in World was the catalyst for like, okay, Monster Hunter's bigger deal than anything. But Me- Mega Man's been popular forever, and you know I don't remember Mega Man ever having a cartoon series prior to now. Do you? Like Sonic did? It wasn't great, but it is what it was. Yeah. You know, was there? Oh, a Sonic series or a Mega Man? No, a no, Mega Man. I don't know because look, I could be a little bit more. So if you're curious about who's making it. Uh, it's it going to be distributed by 20th Century Fox. Churnin uh, Entertainment, which is the people behind the Planet of the Apes series, the most recent one, are producing the movie. So that actually sells. That, that, that makes me feel a little bit better about it. Uh, and apparently right now uh, there's an animated series called Mega Man Fully Charged that started coming out this yeah. month. Oh. From 94. 94 had a Mega they, Man. And it looks like there's.
1: Oh God, that looks bad. Is that the new one? I don't know what that is. It's a 2018 cartoon.
0: What's well, Ben 10, coming Mega Man. Coming to
1: Mipcom?
0: No idea what that is. Me either. That's okay. But, you know, it's interesting. We see a lot of people do this or announce these plans. We see, we saw Sony jump the gun and say that there's going to be a Last of Us movie, there's going to be an Uncharted movie, and none of that has ended up coming out. The only movie that Sony ever said they were going to do uh, that ended up coming to fruition was Ratchet & Clank, which was poorly, review, uh, poorly reviewed, poorly received. Uh, because there was a game out at the same time, and then we saw that the fact that M- & Clank did so bad, we saw them move away from plans for the Sly Cooper movie, and have those plans turn into a Sly Cooper animated series. Sony, so
1: Sony really makes bad decisions with their movies. Now, of course, this is not the PlayStation version. Talking
0: about, well, they do, but then you also have things where it's like Sony doing Enter the Spider Verse, which looks amazing. What? Well, yeah, and then Fury,
1: and there's there is good Sony movies, but like. You hear Sony movies and you're just like, Ugh, Venom. They should have given Disney that character.
0: I honestly, they should have made the movie I, and put I, Venom in the Spider Man. I, I can't, I can't say anything about Venom because I haven't seen it. I, I refuse judgment on it currently.
1: But even then, you know Disney will do a better job at making a Spider Man movie than Sony will because uh, they
0: have actually. I mean, the, the, the Spider Man, yeah, but Venom being decidedly different than Spider Man because even Spider Man, Spider Man. Outside of Venom and uh, and Carnage, is traditionally not a very M rated character. Uh, when you're going to make a movie that's specifically about somebody who's crazy, and like Venom and Carnage, for sure, uh, I feel like those movies need the rated M treatment. And we know for a fact that Disney won't give it. Yeah, but that's... 20th Century Fox, on the other hand, not that it would have mattered, and they weren't they wouldn't get those benefits anyway. But well, would they? Probably because technically he's a mutant. Spider Man's a mutant. But because Spider-Man was sold as different movie rights, that's probably why 20th Century Fox never got it. Well, and that, um, that's why you don't hear people refer. to. Well, no, to, he's not a mutant. He was bit. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: he wasn't a mutant. But so, you, don't, I mean, you don't hear him referred to as mutants even in the, in the Disney you're, uh, Infinity Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. So that's a I good forgot point. what they refer him to as. But it's not mutants. But, but anyway, it's like Venom doesn't exist without Spider-Man. That's why he looks the way he does. That's why he, Venom has web-slingers, and he Sorry still has those in the
0: movie. sniffling and stuff.
1: I haven't seen the movie. This is in the trailer. This is no spoiler. Uh, but he still has like the weird web slinger things. That, that shouldn't exist because Spider-Man doesn't exist in that universe.
0: Venom should not exist. Well, they didn't say that Spider-Man doesn't exist in the Venom universe, but he's not shown in the movie. So you have no reason to tie the two together outside of just knowing that Venom originally stems from Spider-Man. So is it
1: Sam Raimi Spider-Man or was it Amazing Spider-Man?
0: We need to know.
1: Well, if, if there's, there's a petition s- going on uh, to get Tobey Maguire in the new uh, Spider-Man Far From Home movie. Show up as the pizza delivery guy saying, pizza time. Dude, I would actually love that. I would too. I'd clap. Yeah. I, hate, I hate people who clap in movies, but that would make me clap.
0: <laughs> anyway, that aside, you know, now we're getting in the thick of, of comic books going into movies. But I guess what it comes down to is that movie adaptations are always weird. But specifically, when you think about video game video game movies, so it looks like Saul's pulled up a list of all these terribly done video game movies. So it's, yeah,
1: uh, there's so many of them. It started
0: off well. Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within is number one. I, when I saw that as a kid, when Never it saw first it. came, Advent uh, Children's
1: good, though. I,
0: I thought it was a completely different animated movie that just happened to have the name of Final Fantasy until I finally started watching it and realized that it was supposed to be tied into the general idea of a Final Fantasy game. I was like, this is a very odd, odd decision. I like Silent Hill, too. The original Silent Hill movie is actually one of the only movies I've ever seen done from a, from a video game that I was like, oh, this is good. I don't think Doom is on this list, and it should be because Doom is a terrible movie. Doom
1: is a bad movie, uh, but we have stuff like Resident Evil, which bad film series. The first like two were pretty. They were decent. okay. They, they were very campy, yeah. but they were very decent. Then after the after the the when the third one came out, it became a downhill. Well, do massacre. you
0: remember? you remember when Resident Evil did the? Uh, it was Apocalypse, I think, where it had little uh, like laser slicer, where it was like you went down the hallway and it come. Oh yeah, at they jumped through it. Yeah.
1: What that thing? It was apocalypse, wasn't it? Then apocalypse the sure. the second one.
0: Yeah, that was when the movies didn't feel like completely off. They really went off the ball with the third movie. Man, they went crazy. Um,
1: I'm gonna look real quick at something because I don't know
0: how good Tomb Raider. Nope, nope, nope. What nope. the most recent Tomb Raider movie?
1: Yeah, because that's on this list. But I thought I heard. I thought I remember seeing. Some, oh, maybe not. Me I not.
0: definitely don't remember that movie being widely talked about in a
1: positive light.
0: Maybe it was. honestly I don't know. What's well, that? A 48 on um,
1: metacritic based on 53 reviews.
0: Here's the thing. Tomb Raider and Uncharted are the two gaming series that producer. make the most sense to be able to be adapted into movies, and yet Uncharted is in production hell and never I'm still mad Halo Or has script. It it's not in production. I mean, it's in, it, it, they haven't even moved past the script on any of the Uncharted things, which is ridiculous. Because Uncharted, like we saw Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake, perfect. Yeah, but here's the thing: like, so you you're bring you bring up Halo. That's a really bad example. It doesn't. That doesn't make as much sense as a movie, honestly, as what Uncharted is. Uncharted is essentially playing a movie. Realistically, if you just cut down on the amount of fights, right, well, that's
1: the point of a movie, though. Yes, exactly. It's to is to, to make something cinematic that is not cinematic. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Video game since it is though. But
0: when you think about how Uncharted came about, Uncharted was obviously inspired by the idea of cinema. They wanted to bring in, uh, at a time when games weren't really doing this to a big extent, they wanted to bring in motion capture. They wanted to do motion and voice capture at the same time. They wanted to make sure that they set up camera scenes to look very cinematic. Uh, basically uncharted was trying to make mo- games as much like movies as they could while still keeping a game element to it. And that's obviously been throughout the entire thing. They have big set pieces. They treat the game design like you would do a movie. And so you think about it, obviously it's biggest, uh, one of its biggest influences in the game world was tomb Raider. But when it came to the, the way that they wanted to present their world, their biggest influence was Indiana Jones, um, and Indiana Jones and uncharted, when you actually look at what they do and if you cut down, uh, Because obviously they have to give enough gunplay and and, and gameplay to make it feel like a game. But if you cut down on those and just make it like, okay, the puzzle solving is a little less often. The gunfights happen, but with less people, uh, or at least a little less often. It's like you basically just watched a movie.
1: Stop having enemies spawn into a tomb that you go into that you lock the only door unlock the only door in the yeah into yeah but no like see, Halo but, what okay, I mean by that that's the, side is of the that,
0: movie anyway man Indiana Jones always has people showing up in places we're like how the hell did you get in here
1: well um, what I mean by Halo is that like in my opinion the sci-fi aspect of it is what could push it over the edge it could become Star Wars it could become and, something like that and I get that on the big screen but
0: it's the same problem with Doom where. It really is made and, and no, handled no, and the is idea not. of a of being a shooter. And that is what it's there's about. still a really good
1: story behind Halo. That that has like ten best selling books inside the series. There's I, still, I
0: get I get what you're saying. I, I, I mean you don't I, agree I, to I, it. I mean I but you can't say it's not there. I think that Halo makes more sense as a series, which they've already kind of shown off with the Nightfall and stuff that they were doing. I don't Nightfall. think that it makes a good movie. Then again, I don't think much uh yeah, Halo Nightfall and it's Halo, not Nightfall, it's Destiny. No, I'm, not, I'm talking about those. They, it may not be called Nightfall, something very close to that. There was two different Halo series they did. Is it called Nightfall? Boy, dang, suck dick. Boy, they're still pulling stuff. Uh, sorry, they, I know they, we are normally PG. They're still pulling stuff from Bungie. But I just needed uh, I just needed Saul to know that he was uh, wrong. And this came out.
1: Oh, dang, I should have said Halo 5 is a sequel I really want. This came out the same happen. year as
0: Bungie. Uh, I mean, it's Destiny, isn't it? 14? I think so, yeah. So, hi, huh, they didn't. I should have said Halo 5 is a is a sequel I really want. Yeah. Because we'll <laughs> Halo
1: 5 doesn't exist in my world.
0: Okay. Anyway, my point being is that I think that even then, the show is still not that great. Uh, it well, no, because that... it's a
1: low-budget show. We're talking about things that we want to see made into high-budget movies.
0: Honestly, uh, we just had Uncharted done as a low-budget um, YouTube series, and I would much prefer to see it move forward like that. I, I, even,
1: I would not. I would much rather see a two and a half hour movie of
0: Uncharted. It's not, the reason I say that is it's not going to happen. They are never going to be able well, to get to is a, a point. There a live action Halo movie. Of course. Well, actually, it was going to forever, but they had the same problem; well, they, they couldn't Pierre get it going Jackson because as the director, here's and all the kinds thing. of stuff.
1: And that's what District Nine was. Apparently, you, you got to put you got to put Word.
0: names around it. You've got to get people who are big in the industry. You got to find actors that people. No, live. I
1: understand why it works. That's why I said it's that, never going to happen.
0: That's why you don't have to worry about it. That, that's why I think that the YouTube series was able to capture the magic of Uncharted so much because of the fact. That they did not have to worry about all these things that normal movies have to sit there and worry about. They truly were just like, I love Uncharted. If I was going to make an Uncharted script and I was going to make it into a series, what would I want to see it be? And then that was all they had to do. They didn't have to worry about anything else. They didn't have to worry about funding from somebody and whether the person who's funding it likes the direction you were going with it. Instead, all they had to go was, this is what I want to make. And that's why I love YouTube so much. When you don't have to worry about funding and you can see people make something like this, it was obviously just a passion project. I don't even know if any of them got paid. If they uh, yeah, did, they yeah, got paid they very probably, minimal. If anything, put money into it.
1: Yeah. But still, I don't like series.
0: I don't. And think- you can obviously tell by that that Nathan Fillion was was excited to be Nathan Drake. He, well, he's been wanting to be Nathan Drake for quite a long time now. Yeah. Like, so that's my a point. Couple, a good couple years. I would not be surprised if he did it for free, even though he he obviously didn't have to do anything for free. But I wouldn't be surprised. So that's what I mean is that I think when you go towards movies, you say you don't like the idea of series. I mean, do you think... Well, but
1: then you're not talking about a movie. <laughs>
0: Well, I get, and I, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying instead of trying to go this movie direction that they keep going towards that we know doesn't work. Trying to at least go down to a series makes more sense in giving you the, the reason, time
1: needed. The reason I have the problem with a series is that the budget of a series compared to the budget of a movie is done so differently. Unless it's a high-budget series like Game of Thrones, which still has bad CGI in parts, you're sure. going to look bad and crappy like every single superhero TV series there is that has special effects. Sure. Every one of them, Green Arrow, The Flash, Smallville, the you know Gotham, they all have these cheesy effects. Ruins it. 100% takes you out of the show. Or me out of the show. I can agree with that. It is cheesy looking. And they typically just are not good. Gotham is a good example of that. I I didn't enjoy any of those except Gotham and Smallville.
0: Yeah. And and that's still a little differently. And that is a series. And I get what you're saying on that. I brought up the Uncharted specifically the fact that it's a YouTube series. There's no... Well, I mean, Daredevil's a Netflix series. Control is is pulled away from that. What I mean is that... But it's not funded by somebody. It's not controlled by anybody. Even Sony... It's funded by somebody. Even even Sony... Somebody's behind it all. Sure. But my point being is that whoever it was wasn't someone who has interest in the IP. And that's why I'm saying the only reason I think Uncharted as that even worked, even if it would have been a two and a half hour movie, which would have been crazy, but let's just say it was. Well, and the, the other problem is, is that no matter what, they're going to be violating
1: copyright laws unless they exactly. Get but we're talking about a whole Sonny. different,
0: and that's what I'm saying is that the fact that they, because they didn't violate copyright laws and that, because they didn't charge for it or anything, right? Well, no, it's they, just, they,
1: didn't, they didn't. They didn't. I don't recall them ever saying like likeliness is the only thing they would go off of. They never said names, did they? Oh yeah,
0: they said Sully and Elena and Nathan. I don't
1: remember them saying that, yeah. but I have to go back and watch it. Yeah, no, cause... they they totally did. I, um, I assume they just did all that to get away with maybe lightness as a, as
0: the only possible well, no, because it's not, I don't understand how it's th- still on YouTube. They're not selling it. If they don't monetize it, it doesn't matter. It's it's a fan pro it's a fan made product at that point. I guess you're right. Yeah. And it's not and because they don't have anything the only argument would be that if they had an uncharted series that someone else would be going towards it, like fan made games go that route. Uh is because well you're you might be keeping people from buying the game. Yeah. In this case, it was I guarantee
1: like, you, they announced an Uncharted movie. That stuff's taken off YouTube instantly, though. Maybe, maybe. But Guaranteed. what I was getting
0: at is the only reason that even worked is because there was nobody who had interest in the IP trying to control what was going on, or nobody who had interest in the funding behind it trying to control what was going on, so that they can try and make it the best that they think it is. I do think sometimes movies get ruined by trying to attach the, the A list actor, and that's a partially just a problem with movie culture in general, where for some reason to make a video game movie work, they always. Try trying to attach some big name to it. Uh, and that's always like... People... And it's always a really bad big name. Because what, 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 what happened in like Doom? Like Rock and Doom, yeah. yeah.
1: I was going to say, first of all, you don't know what the Doom guy looks like from like a facial level, except the little 8-bit sprites that are in the center of the game yeah, back then. Yeah. doesn't look nothing like the Rock. I don't but think likeness matters well, as again, much as tone. Well, I'll say then again, Doom guy was not rocking that movie. as Carl Urban. I keep forgetting Carl oh, yeah, Urban yeah, was yeah, in that movie. Yeah. But you have... You know, what else is there? You have Mila Djokovic in Resident Evil. That's a completely made-up character in the Resident Evil series. But you still have people like Claire and Wesker and uh, Chris all in those movies. Um, So you could go around like that. You have um, Prince of Persia was weird because it is the same character technically, but you never know his name until the movie. But then that's not his canon name for the games, right?
0: I don't even know if he has a canon name in the games. I don't think he has a name, like at all. I think he's the prince. Yeah. Just like it was well, in the 2008 version. They just name, call him name. the prince, yeah. Uh, um, so but that's... What, it's funny. I continuously have to try and go back to that. Um, Uncharted 1, in the sense that... God has to, I had somewhere I was going with this, and I've completely lost it by thinking about something you said. Um, that sometimes they make sense when it's not... Oh, uh, no. Regardless of... Here's the thing. In the Uncharted 1, even the characters that didn't look like the characters... Ugh. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was a little weird, but they... they Basically, we're able to somewhat nail the general idea behind what those characters are supposed to stand for. Doesn't matter what they look. It's about the tone. Um, I think that even if it wouldn't have been Nathan Drake, I mean, uh, Nathan Fillion playing Nathan Drake in that, my biggest complaint for the longest time about Uncharted being a movie is that early on, they kept trying to, and this is, again, because of Hollywood, they kept trying to do this thing.
1: Tom Cruise. Where they
0: wanted it to be, uh, they wanted it to be, Oh, Lord. Mark um, Wahlberg. And that was what they were trying to tie it to. I was like, Mark Wahlberg cannot pull off the attitude needed to stick with the tone of who Nate is supposed to be as a character. He's supposed to be lighthearted and funny, but then endearing when it matters. Oh, what did he say in the happening? And that's just not... <laughs> don't even bring the happening into this. It's weird how much this is about movies more than anything. But, of course, it's about why I think games and movies are inherently different, is that... Everybody always tends to ruin books set up tone in a different way, right? We talked about this books set up tone underneath the, the idea what? that you're imagining it. No. <laughs> yeah. But think about it this way. You like books, right? Yes. And what is the biggest thing that people tend to complain about when they move a book series to a movie uh, is not normally about tone, even though books can convey some tone. It's a the lot of it's adaptations. In your head. A lot of it's about the character adaptations, and more uh, more often than not, things that they changed that are just events that happen because they feel like it's important that they happen the way they did in the book.
1: I'm really disappointed that Super Mario is not on any of these lists that I've seen so far. I'm hard.
0: surprised that it's not I, on. I was
1: I was guaranteed it was going to be first on this one, but apparently it's Postal. I never knew they made a movie about Postal. Me either.
0: Uh, but more importantly, uh, Saul. Um, would you say, like, from a book to a movie tends to be that things get lost in translation in terms of what happens, and it's a problem because people are trying to take the book story and condense it for movie. Uh, a lot of the times of when, we're, when we're going into movies that come from games, the stories are are, are wholly original, and, and, and they don't base off of what the game is, and instead what they're trying to do is capture what people like about the games in the movie yeah so that's why i think book adaptations are handled differently and people people handle them differently in your own in their own mind because it's not it's about the way you imagine it which is a little different than what happens when you're thinking about a video game when it's about what you see most people you can still try and interpret uncharted differently but when you look at uncharted and you look at it you have a you have a visual identity that goes along with uncharted you kind of know what you're expecting on the camera sweeps and style uh they always go for like utilizing color. Like I said, it also helps that they base their game off of cinema, but you also know that the tone they're trying to go to from a feel, uh, where it's always about being lighthearted, but also based in some sense of, um, of emotional weight. Uh, so it's like the games are always meant to be funny and lighthearted, just like Indiana Jones are, but there's always supposed to be key moments that are really truthfully weightful, right. Where these decisions ultimately matter. and, it's about letting the character play out through his normal things, but then you get to see him in this new light because of this. But that tone is already set. The tone of the characters is already set. The point of the characters is set. And the way that they are, again... the the Uncharted YouTube thing was so good because even though Sully didn't look a thing like Sully, he utilized what that character is supposed to be about he the same when mannerisms you hear him. And, and yeah. the voice was
1: pretty decent, the cigar, you know, having a cigar, all that stuff. Yeah, it's more bad.
0: about what they played and what their what their purpose in the story was and, and the tone that the game set them, audio and visually. Since books don't give that, it's a little differently. You can still no, say that, they, for sure, that they bastardized the character by changing who the character is, uh, but in this case, it's not a, it's not even about who, what happens in the story to the the character or any of that because this is a whole new story instead it's just using the the games as inspiration so that they capture that magic and that's why i think it's really hard can you really really and i think monster hunter probably has the most chance of success because there's not truly a narrative to monster hunter games no it's uh, and i think just hunt that's
1: this big thing down but then again there have been other movies like that before was and, rampage um, on that
0: list i'm sorry to interrupt
1: rampage wasn't on the list no okay. um, but um uh, oh, what was it? There was another, like... I guess it is Doom that I'm thinking of. That back then, there wasn't a real story in Doom. It was pretty simplistic.
0: With well, Doom compared, 3, you had a story.
1: No, Doom... I'm talking about Doom 1. Okay. I'm talking about the the, the movie it was based off of, pretty much. Because in, in the Doom movie, there's, like, two demons. There's the wheelchair demon guy, and then there's the rock at the end. Mm. Um. When in reality, that's all you fight in the first game. That's all you fight in two. That's all you fight in three, really. Like, there may be zombies in three, too, isn't there? Well,
0: three's got a lot more stuff going on, but three actually is attempting to tell a story. So, I, I mean, as a, I guess as I say, as a series, Doom as a movie is based off of the Doom series. It wasn't Doom for Doom. Like they weren't trying to copy Doom 1. If anything. Were they? Because they had the if, same font and everything that Doom 1,
1: or I guess the Doom font. Doom font. But, Doom they, font. but even it, then. They didn't have a whole lot of anything except the Mars. If thing.
0: you look at what's going on. Realistically, Doom the movie is closer to Doom three in terms of what it's trying to utilize as a stepping stone, in my opinion. No,
1: there's way too many more demons in Doom three than there is in Doom.
0: As a movie, that's what I'm talking about. Sure, but I'm not. Uh, it's, but it's also a game. There has to be more demons for you, for it to be fun for you to play. It's not. I mean,
1: yeah, but then how but far the setup, can you go? How, but the how far, setup about why the demons
0: before it's not the same anymore. Well, uh, that's why I say they, the games are different because they let you utilize it not as it's it's inspiration yeah but you're utilizing a, and you're trying to capture the tone and the feel of what doom gives you not exactly what's happening in doom that's why i think game adaptations can be better done but people get lost in all these other things and they lose the tone of the game and what the what the game really well, represents
1: I mean, if they if they've been an uncharted movie and they had zombies in it but the tone was the same you'd still have an issue with there being zombies in it
0: I mean, because zombies move away... Well, it depends on how they utilize them. Because technically, Uncharted 1 has... I was going
1: to say, don't spoil it. ...ish things. But my point being is that they've always
0: done some... Uncharted is known for having supernatural elements to it uh, that always come at some point in the game. That's just a thing. Now if the entire movie was just supposed to be, uh, well, that's what,
1: that's what the problem with doom is that it's supposed to be about the story of the first Doom where he's going around killing aliens and stuff, or even doom three, where you're going around killing demons and stuff. I said, aliens, I meant demons, well, I demons, meant. yeah, demons, 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 but you get zombies and you get these, they're all human zombies too. It'd be like that in uncharted. Let's say that he's going around and instead of bad guys, instead of the, the terrorists, instead of, you know, anybody else, it's zombies. Be, you know, For the whole
0: movie, it would be weird because it would move too far away from the tone. Well, because no,
1: but you said that that Doom's tone could stay the same and it would still be a decent movie if there was no if there was
0: a lack of the demons. No, no, that's, that's not what I was trying to say. I'm sorry, okay. I, I didn't know that's that it came it, off that way. Yeah, it, kind of, it came uh, out of that way
1: to me because you were saying that but no, if if, the, if if they go that far off, because I said what about change and how far do you have to change it? And You said well, if the tone is the same.
0: Well, it's, it's more than that. I mean, it's it's the tone and and. In a game like Doom, though, and uh, Doom is another example of a game that probably would have been able to pull it off as as well as anybody else, because there traditionally wasn't a lot of story value. Well, see, uh, Hitman it had its own Hitman had its own things going on for it, but what do they do with the Hitman movies? They always try to give you a reason as to why it was a Hitman. Yeah, it's well, ridiculous. Like, they, they, they're trying to touch on the wrong things.
1: Have them do some cool stuff like John Wick, and, I, and again, with so style, the
0: tone, right? So if you make a Hitman movie, and they did
1: twice, and they're both really and bad. they're both bad, even though the actor, the leading the actor, the second wore... one's
0: better. Than in the first.
1: I'm trying to think of the leading actor was the same guy that was in The Office for a couple episodes. Yes. And I can't think of his name. He was I can't also remember his name the main either. character in The Crazies, which was a really good Zombie yeah. movie.
0: I actually don't mind him. He's but no, yeah, My uh, point being. He's a good actor.
1: That's all I'm saying is that that's how you could tell a bad script and oh, direction sure and everything else. But
0: also, world. he wasn't interested in doing it. He was just doing it for money. What is his name? That was actually a big thing that doesn't matter. about. doesn't matter. My point being is that uh, where something like Doom could have succeeded is that. All you have for Doom is the feeling you get from playing Doom, because it's not such a story-heavy thing. Hitman as well. They could have just made a high-action movie for Hitman, but instead they tried delving into these weird story things. Well, why is he a hitman? Why did it come down to it? it's like? Yeah, well, you don't it need wasn't that. Good. You can l- you can make a, a narrative that's fun that is based around what you see in the games. Again, inspiration. It doesn't have to be the exact story. But the game's never worried about that. It wasn't about why he was a hitman. It was about who he was hunt- what he was well, the crazy going and attacking. They
1: could have done something similar with Resident Evil. They could have made the very have. first Resident Evil movie take place in a mansion, have the original Starz crew there. Um was it Starz or was it Re-
0: See but then you then you're copying exact things and I don't want to see movies that are trying to retell a story from a game personally I don't
1: see but that's the thing is that if I go see a movie
0: I don't want the, the movie to be drastically different than the source material
1: because at that point you lose me.
0: You like well, I, I do because I mean like if they, so if they ever make an Uncharted movie, right? The Uncharted series on on YouTube, that one little mini thing that they did um, the, like, was going never yeah was going into a, it, it never happened in the game. It was going completely in a new area. That's what I would want. I don't want to re experience. I mean, I don't want to retell already, the exact
1: same story, but I still want there to be subject matter that makes sense. Like especially depending on how you do it, because if you have a game, what's like, the
0: story trying to convey? Well, gonna say, that's yeah, what I say. And, well, and the conclusion. So of what it, it's supposed it to be. It doesn't need to happen in a mansion but it can We're happen. Just it would be a better movie compared to what that we got. Well, well, maybe, maybe, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it still would have been bad because it would have been one of those things where because it was so much like the first game, Anything that it did change would get lambasted for being changed, uh, and that's a problem that books face. I mean, now. you got the
1: whole movie being changed, and that got a problems enough. That's why. I, well, I yeah, think but you when see you could so just much say towards it,
0: sure. But I, that's why I still say when you go, well, this is based off, and we're trying to capture the tone. It wasn't. It wasn't even trying to do the same basic thing that the Resident Evil was trying to do. Uh, if they would have made a smaller, more intimate movie that wasn't worried, it didn't have to be taking yeah, place then, in a the mansion. Then why use Resident Evil's name? I, I could agree with that too. To yeah, be like that's
1: the thing, and like it's the same thing. With I,
0: the- I mean. If we're going to argue, should they even be made? No, I don't think so. No. I think that you should leave things alone in their own thing. I mean, but at, the argument, something that's done at where... the argument, Spider-Man shouldn't have had a game because Spider-Man started as a comic. I mean, it, it gets to be weird. There's well, that's... some, you can have some crossover into other mediums, but eventually they stop making sense. Well, no, because Spider-Man from the comics to what the we play is still
1: pretty true to its nature. That's the problem is that it, it, sometimes these movies go too far and it becomes a thing of which, why like Assassin's Creed. I heard that Assassin's Creed was actually pretty good to the source material. I'm not going to say as a maybe, movie, maybe but to the source material. Um, but then you have stuff like Advent Children, great movie. Really good movie. That movie story nowhere near canon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it does fit in canon. I don't think it is canon at all. It I don't know, be. honestly. Uh, but I still like. I enjoyed Cadaj and his other two friends. I can't remember the name of. Maybe their names. But it had Kadage in it, and then they all became Sephiroth, and then there you go. And then you have Cloud versus Sephiroth. And that was Spoilers! Like, oh, Saul. amazing fight! If listen, we know what happens if I'm Fancy Seven having children. But uh, but yeah, it's it's been one of those things that is. It's kind of fun to talk about because it's should they exist? Maybe. Do they all exist for good reasons? Absolutely not. <laughs> what are you, and like and what you guys let us know in the comments? What are some of y'all's least favorite video game movies? But then name us the favorites like name us the ones that you like. Like, for is me, there
0: is there a video game movie that we have not talked about that has actually been done and is good? I don't. I, well, honestly, besides Silent Hill,
1: I was gonna say I like Silent Hill and I like the adventure.
0: And again, movie. Silent Hill wasn't an exact match to anything; it fit the tone of what the games were yeah, aiming right, for. Yeah. What if is it, the story trying to tell? It fit everything. What type into of story. it that
1: made sense? But well, that's why a lot of people hate it. I liked it because hey, it was actually an entertaining horror movie. Yeah, and the soundtrack of all. of them. Yeah, sure. I mean, amazing.
0: obviously, of course, the other side is is, a, is an entertaining movie movie in its own right. I would even go as far as to say a lot of video games movies aren't even entertaining as movies because they're trying too hard to fit in these weird realms in between yeah now i mean games can i just i just think it's so weird that probably of them all if i had to really say them the angelina jolie tomb raider movies were not awful they're not good they were bad but they were they were what they did is that they were just action movies. They did try to give you a little bit of the backstory, which the games did too, about who Laura was prior and why. And they even try and do that well, I, now. Yeah,
1: I'll say they did that in a new movie, from what I've heard. Yeah, and they and because I heard
0: the, I heard the actress player was incredibly
1: talented. I mean, so like maybe sure. yeah, like good like good for her and stuff. Uh, I just don't know how the movie did. Yeah, I don't Until know. I looked at those metacritics. Let partners.
0: us know if we're completely wrong. If you love video game movies and you think that they're great and they should exist and that they're all they've all been done well, please tell me. I mean, maybe I'm seeing this in a weird light, but and I think it ends up being the same thing. Is that I love movie. I mean, I love video games more than I like books. To be honest, I'm more of a game player than I'm a book reader. So I don't get as mad whenever books going into movies changed because I don't I'm not that into reading maybe you
1: will say it's because it's probably you, you're, you've never become that attached to a series to see it be done disrespectfully
0: yeah even though the series book wise that I had the most was a series of unfortunate events which the movie was kind of bad but the Netflix series been okay and even the, which is the unpopular
1: even, opinion of that too Yeah, not a lot of
0: people like it at all I, I like it alright <laughs> But that's what I mean. Is it's just whatever at this point.
1: You guys, let us know where y'all fit in. What do you guys like? Anything adapted from games into movies? If so, let us know what they are. Which ones do you hate? I think I'm gonna let Brett take it off to our uh, good old Patreons
0: real quick. Yep. But until next week, this has been Triangle Square. So thank, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks to our patrons, uh, Chad V, Dan Barber, Josh Jarrell, Mikey Twelve. My name is Dan Douglas Below, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, The Stonard, Travis Below. Blake post and Eduardo Palomino. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, the link is in the description below. Thank you.